Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of what the Scripture says about the Lord delivering us and how we can be delivered out of situations, out of circumstances, how we can be delivered from demonic powers. We haven't got into that use of the term. Uh, you know, we may chase that around a little bit here <laughs> with some things. Matter of fact, that's a good idea. I just thought of, I have to think about that a little bit. Uh, there's so much uh, uh, avoidance, teaching avoidance, can we put it that way, of what the Scripture says about such. But for right now, I'm just simply looking where you see the word delivered, where God delivers us. And uh, we're in the book of Proverbs. And in several of the Proverbs, we see that word a deliverance, deliver, delivered. And it's sort of from the mindset, though, that we have a role and a responsibility as believers uh, in, in this being delivered of something. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, Proverbs 12, verse 6 says this, The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. So from this verse we see that the upright can deliver themselves by what they speak with their mouth. The mouth of the upright delivers them. It says that, and I'm looking at four different translations, and all four of them say exactly that. And so we've seen that in the previous couple of Proverbs that we've looked at, that there's a role, there's a responsibility of walking uprightly, of walking in righteousness. And when we do that, we can be delivered from situations, circumstances, things that occur. That doesn't mean that bad things are not going to come in our lives, nothing like that. No, no, no. But it does mean that we have a choice and how we're going to act and how we're going to respond and in whom we're going to trust. Are we going to trust in the Lord and his ability to deliver deliver us, thereby living and pursuing his path and his righteousness? Or are we going to trust in our ability and the strategy of the world to deliver us, which is what's called evil in the scripture? So I want to go back to the first verse of this 12th proverb and just read these first six verses right here in context. Again, it's a juxtaposition set up between uh, those who are pursuing righteousness and those who aren't. And it's described in a lot of different ways. Verse 1 says this, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. <laughs> well, that's pretty forthright, isn't it? Okay. If you love discipline, <coughs> then you love knowledge. Well, anytime we hear discipline, we're thinking, oh gosh, what, what is meant by that? You know, it depends on your environment. If you're a Methodist and you hear the word discipline, you're thinking one particular thing. Okay? If you're a Baptist and you hear the word discipline, you're thinking one particular thing. If you're in a, a classroom and you're in the fourth grade and you find out you're about to get disciplined, you're thinking something else, right? Well, they all carry sort of the, uh, the same idea. Discipline means basically correction. Okay, correction. To correct something. So whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. And the idea behind this is if you love being corrected, then you love knowledge. Well, nobody loves being corrected, do they? Well, yes and no. I don't think anybody enjoys the uh, experience. But the idea is this, that your desire is to know. 
Your desire is to have the correct knowledge. And if my knowledge is incorrect, okay, if my actions are incorrect, then I need to receive correction to where I will walk in a proper way, in the proper knowledge, that my knowledge will be correct, that which I know that, uh, that I do will be correct. So I love that knowledge. And so in pursuit of that knowledge, I realize that correction, and yes, the word actually means chastening, will come my way. The Lord will do that. But then he says, the one who hates reproof is stupid. And reproof means the idea of chasing again, but really it's a rebuke. And it can be translated as arguing, someone that's on the other side of a truth. And so if you hate reproof, then you are described as stupid. And I know immediately, most of us, how many times have I said that to our kids? Don't call anybody stupid. Don't say stupid. It's just something about the way that a five-year-old says it's stupid, you know, like that. That gets you. King James says that he that hateth reproof is brutish. Brutish. And that really is sort of the idea that you're a brute. You're stupid, okay? You're rejecting something right here. You don't need, you're being senseless about something. And he says, don't do that. Don't be that way. Verse 2, he says, A good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises truth. So we see in this verse right here that, that someone who is good, okay, someone who is walking in the discipline and agreeing with what God says will obtain favor from God. But God's going to condemn a man who doesn't do that, a man who devises evil, not only walks in evil, but devises evil. Verse 3 says, a man will not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will not be moved. So what's the picture here? The picture is a particular idea of the root right here. If someone is living in wickedness, they're not going to be established. They're not going to be well-rooted. They're not going to be firm. They're not going to be stable. That's what established means. Okay, They're not going to be walking in that. But the root of the righteous will not be moved. And that word root literally means root. Okay. In other words, you're going to be established solidly in the ground because of your righteousness. Verse 4. And, you know, this verse all of a sudden sort of leaps like you think, well, what's the context of this? An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. But she who shames him is like rottenness in his bones. Woo, rottenness in the bones, you know. And so we've seen this in a couple of Proverbs where uh, the writer will deal with uh, like personal situations, the husband, the wife, the man, the woman, that type of thing. So he's saying this, an excellent wife, a righteous one, one who's pursuing righteousness, and that word excellent literally means wealth and strength. It's the crown of her husband. But one who's not like that, one who shames him, okay, shames him, one who uh, disappoints him, brings shame upon him and upon her, is like rottenness in the bones. Oh, man, it's just decay. It's a figurative idea for decay of individual person, of decay of relationship. Okay? Verse 5, the thoughts of the righteous are just but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. Hmm. So he's saying, if you're righteous, your thoughts are going to be upon justice. Your thoughts are going to be on what's right. 
but the counsel of the wicked, they are deceitful. And this brings us to verse 6, where we started a while ago, that has the idea of being delivered in it. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. <laughs> so the upright will speak forth the truth. They'll speak what is right, and they will be delivered because of that. Okay, they'll be rescued. They, they will be snatched away from evil because of that. What do the wicked do? The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood. Boy, that is a vivid picture, is not That the wicked just sit there with their words. They sit there with the words and they just wait for the moment to where they can draw blood with their words. I dare say most of us are thinking of individuals right now that are like that. Perhaps even the spirit of the Lord convicting us that we are far too often like that, that we are lying in wait to bring forth a word that will draw blood from somebody. Those who are believers should not be that way. We should realize that the upright will be delivered by their mouth, by their words of righteousness, by their words of knowledge. Well, we'll resume the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.